For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Hopefully you're doing as well as Italy has done, Andy, in their group uh, in their group stage. Uh, so they finish with three wins. And again, after having been guilted into buying in on this Italian national team, again, our wonderful patrons, they made bullied you us. and I. Yeah. yeah, they bullied us into doing this. Oddly enough, everybody who, again, I felt critical of or was critical of for even being in the squad has done re- relatively well in Signe Immobile. Obviously, you have other standouts uh, like... Um, the midfield, Jorginho, uh, Barella. I mean, everybody, Jorginho, Barella, uh, Locatelli, obviously. And then there's the guy who I said I don't want to see any more of him, Verratti, who was far and away the best player on the pitch alongside Chiesa yesterday, in my opinion, against Wales. I admit it. Hands raised. I raised the white flag. I was wrong. Hands up in the air. I am into this team a bit more. Well, not, let me let me rephrase. I'm into this team a lot more. There are still some things I don't like for me. Watching Bastoni yesterday, I don't know why we don't see him more often. I think he should be starting. But this team, I have to tell you, they are far and away exceeding my expectations. Now, I do think we need to stay a bit grounded. Turkey turned out to be horrible. Horrible. I I can't believe how bad they were. Wales, eh, they're Wales. And then on top of that, they're dealing with their manager, embroiled in just a horrific uh, situation. And then there's Switzerland, who they're not bad by any stretch. But, I mean, if we're just comparing talent, I mean, it's no match for this Italian team. So I'm excited, but I also think I've seen some major, 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 like, uh, especially Italian ones, media outlets getting, like, way ahead of themselves is that how you feel too? Like you're excited, but let's try and keep a bit of balance here, yeah? Right, and yeah, definitely because that's all. It seems like that's always the case when something good happens to the Italian national team, and I think that's the the main reason for it is that um, so far in this tournament, the really the only team that plays fun to watch is Italy so far, which is mm. something that I never thought I would say because Italy... Especially from a... Rob, yeah. You know, it's In, not like Mancini is known for his uh, no, champagne exactly. football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Italy has always had the reputation of playing Catenaccio and, uh, you know, and, and so that's... But we saw... In this Euro so far, the, I mean, 
really good matches have been very few um and and usually those matches were you know i mean the last one was probably portugal germany and that's when germany switched it on but Besides, besides from that, I don't remember a game in this tournament that really had me, you know, going absolutely bonkers because both teams were going at it. And Roma, sorry, not Roma. Jesus, I'm not talking about Roma this time. I'm talking about the Italian national team. They they finally look like they have fun. And that can't be said about a lot of other teams because uh, France is talented and as dominant as they are in, you know, just on an individual level uh they they look a bit slow they they look a bit you know sleepy and the same thing can be said about uh, germany um before that portugal game where it, it looked like they finally turned it on they finally came to realize that hey what's at stake is you know we we may go out of this competition once again um and and you know then you have spain again a team that is is sort of in between of generations like there is that old generation that is almost gone with you know with the last man standing i guess is is busquets who is not even playing right now because of covid um and, and then you have that small transition between the likes of of coke and uh, morata and you know all that younger generation with olmo and um and pedri um and they don't particularly work well. I mean, that's it looks like that that team is still figuring out things. And and Italy, on the other hand, is one of the few 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 teams that went into this tournament uh, like like a team. Like people say, and and articles haven't written about this about Italy looking like a like a club. You know that they play like a club. Like they play like they they spend you know every other week with each other. And 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 that's that's the true thing about it. if I can say something very positive about this team is that finally they don't look disjointed. They look like a team that cares, a team that has fun, a team that knows uh, what what each other's uh, movements on the pitch look like. What they, they know how to read each other's strengths. And 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 that's good because. So far, I've seen a lot of teams that are tired, a lot of teams that count on an individual talent rather than a collective gameplay. And you, you know, you look at you look at even the Netherlands. Um, that's another team that has a lot of individual talent, but they play clunky football. Uh, same thing can be said about Belgium, about England. Those are teams that are considered favorites, and I still, in my mind, I still rank them above us in terms of can they go and win and win this trophy but Italy have been a pleasant surprise so far and I obviously I don't want to be the party pooper I have to pull up the statistics here and I see you know because again we love those narratives we love we love the fact that we haven't conceded a goal in the last 11 matches and I know that doesn't mean squad because it's still impressive conceding zero goals in 11 matches means that you're concentrated that you're organized, that you never lose focus of 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 what's important. Um, same way, like yesterday against Wales, they could have given up after that one goal. They didn't need that win. They didn't. They could have, you know, they could have drawn. It was it was a game that they had qualified. They they could have sleepwalked through it, and, and instead they didn't. But 
still, those 11 matches come against the likes of Estonia, Poland, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, Lithuania, San Marino, uh, Czech Republic, Turkey, Switzerland, Wales. It's, you know, uh, I I think that this, it, it, I don't, I'm not saying this, this game plan and the way they play that will not translate against better teams. I believe it will, because when you find the mechanisms that work for you, when you find the interpreters that, that, that contribute, when you have a team where, you know, you can call up the bench, you know, Pessina, you can call up the bench, Bastoni, Belotti, Chiesa, even Bernardeschi with that shitty haircut. They, they all contribute. That means something that, that shows that this is a team that has found a groove that has settled into a groove. And, but it's still, I think that there needs to be that one game where everybody will take notice because so far these have been good tests, but I don't think they have been still the, that, that, you know, that fight, that pre-final exam, that, that exam that sort of really cements who you are right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you mentioned uh, Bernardeschi. This guy is a parody of a footballer, man. I, I can't believe that he somehow weaseled his way into the squad. But that aside, based on yesterday uh, against Wales, is there anything that you would change? Now, obviously, Mancini, uh, what was the exact number? Eight different players or nine? I don't know how many it was mm-hmm. exactly. Something like that, yeah. But there was some, I mean, extremely heavy turnover. <sighs> now that they have secured their place into the next round, having seen some of these new faces play sort of um, a bigger role yesterday, is there anything you would change or Mancini should look to change in your opinion? Well, I I do think, you know, I, as, as much as you may dislike him, I still think that this, you know, Verratti is... A player of of extremely high caliber. I mean, this is a oh, guy. He's the best one on the pitch. Yes. Yeah, and and that's what he does when he's healthy. He walks into a midfield and he dominates and he controls the game. And I think that having a midfield trio of Barella, Jorginho, and Verratti—that's that's a world class midfield. I think it's it's safe to say that that is, uh, I would say, a top five world class midfield um, right now. We, they've all of them have come off really great seasons. Barella and Jorginho, especially having won all kinds of trophies, um, they are in a really good moment. And I think that the Locatelli story is great, and he 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 was he was fantastic against Switzerland. But when you are looking at a team that could potentially contend for this trophy, I want the highest caliber players on the pitch and Verratti is definitely one of them and you know the the thing about him is that he's always been injured in the, those crucial moments and it, it that's the only thing that really prevents him from every year being that that one player that contends for the likes of Ballon d'Or because that's I think that's within his range and and you know in a game like this comes off an injury hasn't played I believe in over a month and a half or almost two months uh and puts on that performance and plays that kind of game is is really unbelievable. And it's something that Mancini knows about. He'll look into it. I do think that when you will approach those tougher games, that's the man that you'll you'll be giving a call to. And I do like Bastoni. I think that 
he had a great game against Bale. He was getting on everybody's nerves. He was fouling left and right. But that was that's what Mancini was asking of him to do, to frustrate a guy like Bale, you know, to, to complicate his life. And he did that perfectly. Um, so I do think that if, you know, if, if Chiellini is still, I don't know why I'm supposed to be here talking about Chiellini because that Chiellini shouldn't even be a topic in 2021. Like this guy is in the past. Bastoni is, is the present and the future. And it's, it's great to see him. And it would be great to see him, you know, get his chance on a bigger stage. Fantastic that he had his chance against Wales. Now bring him on for our next games because this guy's ready. It doesn't he's won the Scudetto. He was one of the protagonists. He's learned a lot from guys like DeVry and Skriniar and now he can learn from Bonucci and um everybody else around him. But give him a chance, give him a shot. And um listen, Chiesa, I don't I don't know if if you know, Berardi was was good, but he, Chiesa has that thing that he always he always goes for the shot and it's not even that the thing where you get frustrated with him. I was actually happy that he kept trying no matter what. He wants to get off his shot. He th- there is not one instance where Keza stops running. There is not one instance where he gives up on the ball and and just says, "You know what? I'm I'm done here. I'm not going to go chase around this this football. We were 1-0 up. It's fine." No, he Till the very end, he was trying all kinds of things. He was dribbling past his own mother. Um, it, it was unbelievable to see. So that's that's definitely a pleasant, pleasant surprise. And I do think he should have an advantage over Berardi. And then finally, I think that Belotti is a, a great replacement for, for Immobile. I'm not saying that I'm going to, you know, because I don't want to stir up that conversation. Um but I do think that that Belotti, um, all things considered, is a is a great player off the bench. You know, it's 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 a luxury to have a guy like that come off the bench for the His national work rate team. is unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. because unbelievable. because that's another player that never gives up on the ball, and he's man, how, <laughs> this is gonna sound really provocative, but he doesn't moan around the pitch. He doesn't get pissed off just because he doesn't get his shot on goal yesterday i i don't really know if he even got a shot on goal but every time the ball was was somewhere near him he was diving for that ball he was doing all kinds of things to get that ball into someone's feet so that some teammate can do something and oh i i do think he got one shot of goal and he wasn't even looking and that was an accurate shot so i'm just saying this guy rotting away at Torino, I'm not saying Roma are are that big of a step up. We're not, you know, we're not uh, Scudetto contenders or champion, Champions League contenders. But man, this this guy's work rate inspire me. I, I, I said it our Patreon group chat. I mean, he must have felt in that match right at home, just like he does in any other Torino match where he's getting zero service. He is getting zero assistance from the midfield and yet still as you just said perfectly he doesn't moan he doesn't complain he just puts his head down and continues to work i'm just going to say it i want him at roma i do he is like now listen you and i we have been critical of jekyll but maybe not to the extent that others have i think and correct me if i'm wrong but one of your biggest complaints and it's one of mine too 
about the moaning and the whinging, how he, he just tends to complain too much, right? Yeah. With Jekyll, yeah. that's your yeah. biggest criticism of him, or one of, I should say. No, it, it is that. It is that when he gets frustrated, the whole team gets frustrated because of it, because he lets everybody know about it instead of, you know, putting his head down and working. And, um, mm. and, and that's not what I saw yesterday. I mean, yesterday... Nobody really was passing to him. Kiza was doing his own thing, Bernadeschi's own thing. And 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 Belotti instead, you know, I mean, this guy is used to playing with 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 Torino really players. <laughs> this guy has been battling relegation for the past few years. So that gives you a hint and still going double digits and goals. So that gives you a hint about, you know, the 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 weight that he has to carry on his back. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, I just love his attitude absolute champion he doesn't as you just said doesn't whine doesn't complain and his output remains so steady I just can't help but feel when it comes to because we heard Mourinho I don't know if if you have been following some of or had been following some of the things that he had been saying uh, on on UK television but he he made a reference to Harry Kane um, when he was talking about goal scores and one of the things he said was even when Harry Kane does not get the ball delivered at the correct time, when there are moments when he's let down by his teammates, uh, when it comes to lack of service, you still do not see any drop in attitude in his work rate. And he was mentioning about how that's one of the things he loves. And uh, he, he was saying this in reference to uh, England when they won 1-0 to and Raheem Sterling had the goal. He was pointing out, look at what Harry Kane does during this goal. He actually helped create the space, and even though it won't show up on the on the score sheet, Kane deserves some credit in that regard. And I think that's exactly what you get when you have Belotti. I think you get a guy who maybe he's not as scoring or scoring in the numbers near an immobile, but I mean compare. Immobile's work rate, particularly in the second half. Now, I know he scored a goal against Switzerland. Like, I was comparing his work rate to Belotti's, and honestly, it's not even... I mean, we're talking about two different ends of uh, of the spectrum here. Mm-hmm. One guy who is completely content with sort of just walking about, uh, waiting for the right moments. Yeah, he's a target man. And, he's, he's a target yes. man. Immobile, you know, Immobile, that's that's what happens when you have great service. I mean, Immobile plays with Luis Alberto, uh, with Milinkovic Savic. Those are guys that will will put you in front of goal uh, 10 times every game. Uh, Belotti plays with Rincon. Okay, like that's his that's his best case scenario. Okay, so I I'm pretty sure both both of them developed their own way of playing finally because there was a moment where uh, Immobile looked lost. Remember when he went on loan to Sevilla to B- Borussia Dortmund, then went to Torino, ironically enough, and started to 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 develop his own way of playing. And Belotti, unfortunately. 
has developed his own way of playing in a crappy team because of that, because he plays in a crappy team where he gets almost zero service, has to, you know, has to carry the ball forward, has to hold up the play, has to really bully around defenders on his own because there's not, not nobody near him. And the people that he had near him the past few years are not exactly physical. I mean, Ljajic, uh, Jago Falke, uh, you know, Lukic, those are, those are guys that don't really exactly fit the profile of physical players that will help you, you know, help you push around the likes of Acerbi, uh, De Vrij, in the league and and Belotti has had to do that on his own for the past few years so i'm just saying you know i'm not a fan of these of these international or european tournaments just because every time you get the wrong idea of a player or at least you get somewhat oh, the sample yes yeah. i completely agree right i mean i mean olsen looks like the next coming of yashin uh and and ziek remember that summer in 2018 yeah, right, right looked like Van Kerr, okay? It looked like uh, the, the, the bad photocopy of Van Kerr. And, um, and, and, wow. and that tells you a lot about, about these tournaments. And, and w- w- but, but at the end of the day, Belotti is a guy that we've known for a long time. We've seen him. And, and to see this kind of talent, um, you know, get, waste away in a team that battles relegation every year, really makes you think about what he could be in a team that I'm not saying aspires again to, 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 you know, battle with the best of them, but a team that is still trying to build something concrete. And, and I think Roma fit that profile. And I do think that, as you just said, Mourinho looks for those qualities in, in a striker looks for that mentality for that, willingness to for sacrifice and i mean those are i think his priorities doesn't i mean who was milito before Mourinho? milito exactly. was playing milito, milito was playing in spain playing in genoa Mourinho identified him as the guy who can lead a front line and that's what he did he he got he got milito to work his ass off for Inter and Milito was arguably one of the best players in, in that time span. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said there. So you sort of touched upon it. I absolutely hate these tournaments, especially in relation to the transfer market. Okay. Despise it. Small sample size. You're playing a completely different way with players you're unfamiliar with. Frankly, with a manager that you're not spending a lot of time with, I think judging one way or the other is insane, okay? I have seen, and this is where I'm tying it into the transfer market of Roma, and in more specifically to <laughs> Patricio, I mean, I see people on Twitter having a moan and freaking out about him with Portugal, who, by the way, if you're worried about Patricio in that match between like Portugal and Germany, he's like the last suspect I'm worried about. If you watch that mm-hmm. match, they were horrible. Horrible, yeah. As far listen, Roma they haven't signed anybody yet. Again, very difficult during these international tournaments. I keep getting the same damn question. Jaka is close, okay? It is very, very close. 
I, I and the transfer market isn't really officially open yet. It's not so. even open. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly what I was going to say. Not even open for another 10 days. Okay, so let's all calm down. Take a breath. I, I, I know we've reached the point of insanity, Andy, where not even uh, Mourinho hasn't even arrived in Rome yet. Hasn't even touched down at Ciampino. But I know we've lost our minds because I am starting to see... Uh, the accounts with you know Fabio with uh, a dozen numbers after the name on Twitter having a go at <laughs> having a go at Roma's official Twitter account saying, "Hey, it's the twenty first of June and we haven't <laughs> unveiled anybody." Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's when I know. Basically, uh, a month and a half, uh, more than that, since Mourinho's appointment, we're going from excite from. Being absolutely over the moon excited about that too, complaining that Roma haven't officially unveiled a player yet. I wouldn't worry. Jaka, close. Patricio, it's literally in place. They just have to close it, okay? And beyond that, please, 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 please stop making these snap judgments on an international tournament. Andy, again, I, I don't know how much you should actually judge the Euro, but I'm sorry. This is, you know, this is like comparing a, a tennis player who's uh, trying golf for the first time or something. Right. No, no, okay, it's it, apples and yeah. oranges. It's two different things. Two yeah. completely different things. And, and, and it's, it, it, it's one thing to, you know, for example, I'm here talking about Belotti because I know Belotti, because I've seen him play in the Serie A, so I know that what he showed yesterday is a good representation of what he offers in Serie A. The same way I said something positive about Verratti, because that's who Verratti is um, when he's on his game. That, that's what he can do. That's how he plays. That's what he brings to the to the table as a really classy midfielder. And that game perfectly encapsulated his abilities. Meanwhile, when I'm seeing Olsen having the game of his life against Spain, that's not exactly what I saw when he was, you know, our player, Cagliari's player, even Everton's player for, for the most part. I, it's, it's, it's that simple. Um, same way as when Ziyech was having that stinker of a World Cup Everybody else not whose name didn't end on Ronchi uh, <laughs> knew that 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 wasn't the perfect representation of what Ziek was capable of doing. Okay, if somebody was familiar of who of what Ziek could bring to the table, knew that those three games. Because at the end of the day, in the group stages, it, you get you get three games. That's all you get. That's so. It's really difficult sometimes. If you say if you're if you're tired after a long season, if you just came, you know, if you've just come off an injury, to to show what you got. And for a guy maybe like Olsen, playing for Sweden is a perfect setting. He gets the language right. He he knows his teammates well. There is less pressure on him. Perhaps the 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 Swedish. Are, you know, Swedish fans perceive him in a different light. Great, um, but it doesn't translate into other contexts, and and so that's the problem I think with with these European tournaments. We have to know who these players are, what they offer us. I think that, for example, with Chaka, 
what we saw is a pretty good representation of of, of what he offers. You know, and yes. and, and in a way, when he plays for Switzerland, it's it's kind of like when he plays for for Arsenal. Obviously, in a different context, you're not playing in the Premier League. Uh, Premier League fans will always say that the Premier League is too difficult for certain players, but at the end of the day. Chaka did exactly what he was asked to do for for Arsenal, and he did it for three different managers, ranging from Wenger to Emery and now to Arteta. So I'm pretty sure that if those three consistently uh, put him on the field, there is a reason for it. There is a reason that he was always there for these past few years. And um, and in Switzerland, he's one of the leaders. So I have no reason, therefore, to believe that that couldn't translate um on, on a Serie A p- pitch when he's wearing a Roma shirt. Absolutely. So I want to clear this up though. 21st of June as we record this. You are by no means worried. You are not being critical of Thiago Pinto. You have no negative feelings in this very moment about the transfer market, right? I just want to be clear <laughs> just to make sure I'm not the only one who maybe is uh, looking right. at things too positively. Listen, the only deals that are going through currently are the players li- leaving on a free. Like that's you have you have everybody that was on a free left, Bruno Perez, Mirante, Juan Jesus, gone. Now we're seeing Depay signing, Aguero signing, Donnarumma signing, Hakan Chalanoglu signing. What do these players have in common? They've left on a free. Right, so that's don't get the wrong impression. Be you know, if if you're gonna engage in the craziness of the transfer market, at least try to stay informed about what's going on in you know in that particular department. Like what you're seeing, all these headlines or all these crazy deals, the numbers getting thrown left and right. Donnarumma is gonna make this much money. Uh, Depay is gonna make this much money. That's that happens because the transfer market hasn't officially opened yet. Those players are on a free. They're free agents. They can do whatever they want. And it's quite, you know, Roma are not dealing with that. At least for now, they're not. Now they have other targets, other priorities. So I have no reason to to be worried about it. I know that behind the curtains, uh, the Friedkins, Pinto are, are hard at work. You don't get somebody like Mourinho to then run the transfer market like if you were assisting somebody like Mazzari, okay? You're not accommodating Mazzari. You're not accommodating Liverani. You're accommodating Mourinho. So you need to have a game plan ready. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're, you know, they're executing it correctly. Um, and we're, we'll see. But so far... There are no reasons to be worried about it because, again, it's we're, we still have uh, uh, Euros in play. And until the Euros are in play, players are going to be hesitant about making moves. You still are, you still are going to see a lot of players be engaged with their national teams. They, you know, players love to f- to be focused on one thing at a time. They're not exactly, you know, uh, great minds, so they can only have one track mind on one thing and and the euros are it so i think that as long as the euros are in play as long as somebody like chaka has to still play for switzerland we're not going to see any important updates and then on top of that too listen i think people tend to forget we are still in the midst of clubs having to deal with covid and the 
um, the consequences of this global pandemic having affected their finances. I think these negotiations are going to take way longer because you're going to have each side. One side is going to want to get every single euro imaginable, whereas the other side is going to want to pay the least amount of euros imaginable. This is, uh, this is such a particular time that I just think by way of the global pandemic, you're going to see a negotiation that maybe would have taken just a couple of weeks be drawn out to a couple of months now. And then on top of that, as you said, you have the tournament of Euro 2020. In South America, you have tournaments going on as well. I just think all of this mixed into one has resulted in the transfer market taking longer and going slower. I, I guess I just still can't wrap my head around people being so frustrated and impatient with things happening. Realistically, though, Andy, it, it's not as if we're seeing Roma being linked to two dozen players and they haven't signed anybody or being close to, you know, uh, engaged in uh, advanced negotiations for two dozen players. I mean, it's literally two players at this moment. It's Patricio and Jaka. That's it. Right. But, uh, you know, then you have you have all those rumors and rumors, you know, the fact that fans now are so connected. I mean, once upon a yes. time. You know, you'd have the occasional headline, oh, this, you know, this big time player may sign with this team, but now everything gets updated really, really quickly. And and it's it's a constant game of throwing names out there, seeing if it sticks. You have that you know, you know, have this outlet throwing this name, then that outlet has to confirm whether, you know, there there is that that is grounded in reality or, or not. And and so I, I believe that since we've been, you know, we, since Mourinho signed for us, I, I've I've seen threads that have counted as far as two hundred names um, being rumored as potential Roma targets. That will give you an idea and sort of show you that now fans have access to you know applications to 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 websites that are just a machine that produces these news and. And that's the reality of it. So it's I think that it's normal for people to kind of oh my god, you know, oh we're, we we just saw our you know ourselves being linked to Sergio Ramos. Is there truth to it? If there is truth, why are we not signing him? You know, it, it's normal. We get excited over uh, things, but now it, it's even easier than that. And I think that I you know what? Let's listen. I after that Mourinho announcement, I wouldn't be surprised if we're gonna go the whole summer like that having these announcements the official ones pop up out of the blue because that signing shows that a lot of things go under the radar and i'm not entirely sure that will change throughout the transfer market some targets may you know some targets may 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 you know may come up in in newspapers and news websites and because that's that's what happens but we saw how the freedkins operate we saw how Tiago Pinto operates. So, you know, keep that in mind because not everything you will see, you know, will exactly be the way that it's, it, it will happen. So it's 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 just that simple. All right, before we go, we've had th- a three-match sample size now on the Italian national team. How are you feeling? Uh, they've already advanced to the next round. How far realistically can they go? Before the competition, I said a quarterfinal. 
I do think maybe a semi-final now. I, I, I think I'm willing to maybe adjust my prediction a bit because I do look much stronger than I anticipated. I'll stick with my with with the, the with the thought that I expressed in the in the opening minutes of this episode, which is if they keep having fun, if they can't translate this uh, the way they've been playing for the past few weeks uh, onto tougher opposition. Um, which I don't think you know. If if you have fun, then you have fun. That's that's the end of it. And but you know, it, it always it can always the pressure can always uh, increase in these in these international tournaments. And I do think that uh, facing tougher opposition in the Euros is always challenging. But if they can have fun, if they can keep playing like like a team instead instead of like a bunch of individuals, which is seems to be the norm for this euros um then you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't cross out a semi-final and i would definitely not cross out um this italy team in in a few weeks being hailed a potential Mm. contender i i'm just saying that they are having fun and it's pretty clear that that works for them other teams are not our teams are busy figuring out who plays who plays where how can we get Harry Kane to score and and that sort of stuff? Italy so far have have shown that they they found a system that benefits uh, everybody. I completely agree. I listen. I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here where they get knocked out in the next round, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they made right. <laughs> uh, again semifinal or final. Uh, they're unpredictable. Again, I do think that they're not playing the highest quality of opponent. But they have, in fairness, they have dominated everybody they have played. They really, really have. They've conceded very, very little. Three clean sheets. What was it? Uh, seven goals scored, right? right? Yep. Seven goals, zero conceded. One, one yellow card. That's one yellow one, card so One far. yellow card. Yeah. Yes, you, you cannot have any complaints as to how they have performed so far. And again, they've, they've far exceeded my expectations. So to date, I, I have only positive things to say about them so that's where we will leave it let us know what you think transfer market italian national team hopefully you're not freaking out like uh fabio 0202119966 that i saw (laughs) yesterday responding to every single tweet that roma put out let's calm down as we said transfer market isn't even open there's going to be plenty of times for us to get angry and freak out about the potential signing so save the good stuff for later Uh, All right, we will chat with you in a few days. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon who allow us to continue doing what we do here. It means so, so much. And we will chat with you soon. So until next time, ciao. Ciao.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.